Hi, everybody. I just want to welcome you to this Bible study on Revelations chapter 15 and 16. Let's pray. Everlasting Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercies. We thank you for your love. Thank you for bringing us together again to study your word. Thank you, Lord, for this beautiful new month that you have made. I thank you for life. Thank you for protection for the school children that have successfully finished the school year. I thank you for your mercies and grace and salvation for provision. I thank you, God, for everything you have done for us. Thank you for the power in the name of Jesus that is able to that is greater than every other name, that in the name of Jesus, every new should bow of things in heaven and things on earth and things under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to glory God the Father. Thank you because your name is greater than every other name, and that's why we are excited to belong to you because you are God, and you are sovereign, and you are lifted high above every other God, and we worship your majesty. Commit this Bible studies into your hands. We're going to study two chapters. We ask that you would speak to us through your word. We invite your presence here, ancient of days. We pray that everyone that will be joining us, O oh God, will be blessed by this Bible study, would understand more about you, know more about you and your plans and how you speak, and will experience you in their lives. They'll be born again, and you would put them on the right track, O oh God. You would prosper them spiritually and in every other area of their lives. You would plant them, O oh God, by the rivers of water, that they will bear fruit in season, O oh God. You will not pluck them out of the vine. I ask, O oh God, at the end of the day, O oh God, help us all to be found in your kingdom. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. I want to welcome every one of you to this Bible study. And <clears throat> I want to sing the song that we, I sang the last time, which um, is the song that um, John saw um, some people singing in Revelations chapter 3, right? In Revelations chapter 3. So, let me see. Revelation chapter 5, I mean. So, we've been studying the book of Revelations, and we have, we have, we started from chapter 1, where is the revelation that God gave Jesus to show to John. And then, chapter 2, we saw the letters to the churches, and you can pick what kind of church you are from those churches. And it can be a combination of two or more churches, but just pick your category and repent. Do what Jesus asks you to do and become. The goal is to become the church in Philadelphia or the church in Smyrna. So those churches are approved by Jesus. And Jesus asks them to continue what they've been doing, continue how they've been serving and loving him so those are the two good churches we saw verse 4 where John saw the 
throne of God and he saw a green rainbow which we don't we can't fathom how that looks is it gonna be shades of green seven shades of green but it's an emerald green rainbow and that is good because um, rainbow signifies it's a beautiful thing it signifies the mercies of God upon us right so in the olden days when men sinned God judged them during the time of Noah <clears throat> Noah was the only person and his family each of them were the only people that were saved from that judgment but God put a rainbow in the sky saying that I will not judge um, the earth with flood anymore and that is the promise that God has given us so whenever we see the rainbow um, whenever we see the rainbow in the skies we should be excited and happy for God's mercies that God is merciful and we should remember our own sins wherever we are still lacking in our work with God we should cry unto God to purge us of that member that is evil so Colossians 3 5 says that mortify your members which are evil now that since you have been risen with Christ Colossians 1 verse 1 seek those things that are above where Christ is seated are in the right hand of God set your hearts and your affections on things above and not things on earth for ye are dead and ye have been dead and now you've been raised with Christ and your life is hidden Christ in God right when Christ okay so when Christ who is your light shall appear you shall also appear with him but what you should, should you do right now before you appear with Christ in glory is to mortify your members which are fornication adultery evil desires sin lust lust lasciviousness and all the likes anger malice beg God to kill those habits their habits that the old man taught us because the old man has been there long before we knew Jesus you know we were born with the old man so the goal right now is to mortify and kill those members after we have been born again we have the power to say no to sin and we have the power to kill those members so continue to pray and read God's word and those members will be replaced by the fruit of the Spirit as the Spirit of God starts increasing in us amen so <clears throat> um, I was saying that the rainbow signifies God's mercies so whenever you see the rainbow remember your own life your sin and how God has forgiven you and then how you need God to actually help you to become perfect like Jesus Christ and so I know that the sinners the homosexuals they are appropriated this rainbow and it's is the devil's doing right they have misappropriated it because that is our flag that is our sign that is our our covenant with our God the covenant of mercy the rainbow is a covenant of mercy with God is something that we should look at and be happy and be joyful but now we look at it and think about oh I don't want any rainbow shirt I don't want any rainbow stuff and that is the devil the devil wants to take Jesus's God's beautiful 
art, colorful making creation and turn it to something of a scorn, turn it to something that people will see and want to disassociate themselves from. But devil is a liar. So if I have an opportunity, I will make a rainbow shirt and I will say this rainbow colors signify my covenant with God of mercy that he will not destroy the world with flood. It doesn't signify any other thing. We got there first. We are supposed to use it first. And I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. So, yeah. So John saw a green rainbow around the throne of God in Revelations 4 and Revelations 5. God, John saw that God, this beautiful light sitting on the throne, was holding a book and nobody could open it. And John began to cry. And when he, <clears throat> when he started crying, the elders in one of the 24 elders before the throne of God in Revelations 5 verse 5 says that, told him, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the road of David, had prevailed to open the book and to lose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood the lamb, as it had been slain, having seven, seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent forth into all the earth. So that is my Jesus. He is worthy to open the book. And the four beasts before God's throne and the 24 elders sang a song. And this is the song they sang. So this is the song they sang. And we are going to use it to open this Bible study right now. So it says, Thou art worthy, Revelation 5, 9, to take the book and to open the seal thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation and has made us unto our God kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth. Amen. So it says here, let me sing it to you. This is how I formed it. It says, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and every people and nation and hast made us unto our God kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth Jesus thou art worthy thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of air, for kindred and tongue and every people and nation, and hast made us unto our God, kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Amen. So Jesus, God, Holy Spirit, you are worthy. Jesus is worthy to open the book and the, the steels on the book. And now we have seen, this Bible study has been going on for a long time. We have seen the meaning of the seven seals on that book. We have seen the first seal, the white horse, 
Jesus' death and resurrection. The second seal, lack of peace on the earth, which is still existing today. So the effect of each seal runs across history until Jesus comes. So second seal, Jesus, um, peace taken away from the earth, World War One, World War Two. It started with the persecution of the church right after Jesus died and was ascended and ascended to heaven and resurrected and then ascended to heaven then jesus already um, prepared us for this second seal where peace will be taken away from the world and by the man on the red horse so the man on the red horse was the one that appeared in the second seal and um, he was giving power to take peace away from the world. The third seal is prosperity. We see the black horse, black, shiny, beautiful horse, our prosperity, where we see internet boom, entrepreneurship, startup, aeroplanes, cars, different kind of prosperity. You can make wealth even though you were poor. Just with Jesus, a voice from the midst of the four beasts released prosperity upon the earth. This is not the doing of the Antichrist. This is prosperity from the voice in the midst of the four beasts. It says, prosper. Earth, prosper. The fourth seal signifies what we are waiting for right now. The pale horse that has death as its rider and hell following close behind. And that is the Antichrist. We are waiting for this time. And this time was... Um, we are waiting for this time. So the, the, fifth, the fifth seal is the persecution time by this Antichrist. And it's, it features the saints that were already persecuted in heaven asking God to avenge them of um, their persecutors, people that killed them for the sake of Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, chill, your, your other Christian friends are still in, uh, on earth. Are still on earth and... Yeah, right now they are being persecuted by the Antichrist. <clears throat> they are being forced to take a mark, right? And chill. How do we know we are, they are being forced to take a mark? Because it's explained better in other chapters. So the, Jesus told them, relax. You cannot be rewarded until they come and join you. They are yet to be slain. And he gave them white robes. And the sixth seal featured Jesus coming in rapture to deliver the Christians that are being, are being persecuted by the Antichrist at that time to deliver them in rapture. And then the sun becomes darkened. The moon doesn't give its light, Im light immediately after the tribulation of those times. And that is backed up by Matthew 24 verse 29. And then um, the when the children of God, the saints are raptured up to heaven. Only 144,000 will not be raptured. These are virgins from the tribe of Israel, 12 tribe of Israel, 12,000 from each tribe. They never slept with a woman before. They are men and these ones will not be raptured. I don't know why, but before the seventh seal, which is the wrath of God on the earth, they will be given a seal on their foreheads. And when they are given a seal, it means that the wrath of God shouldn't touch them. Imagine the wrath of God <clears throat> destroying people on earth and will not touch the 144,000 virgins. <clears throat> I am not a virgin, so I'm not part of them. I have children. <laughs> but I, I, by the grace of God, I will be raptured with the saints. And I pray that you will be raptured with the saints. Amen. So... 
and this is a literal virgin not spiritual virgin this is a virgin that have never slept with women so 144 men from the tribe of israel so that is the explanation of the seventh seal so the seventh seal we have studied each seal in detail the seventh seal contains blowing seven trumpets so seven angels will blow seven trumpets and listen to this very carefully the seventh seal was explained in revelation 7 and it was explained with five chapters that is how long the wrath of god is going to be on this earth and i don't want you to be part of the wrath of god and that's why you should know this that sin that easily besets you is not worth the wrath of God. That lifestyle that is not pleasing to God is not worth the wrath of God. And even though you say, okay, oh, you, this is a gospel of fear. Um, you are making us say, okay, we, we, we are, we are going to go to hell. We are going to see the wrath of God, so we should repent. Even if that is not the case, sin is bondage. I remember when I used to live in sin. I used to live in fear. I used to have guilt from my sins. I used to have torments at night. I drink bad dreams. So if this is you and you think that you are free because you are, you are committing sin, you are free to do everything and you are not in bondage like those Christians, you are free to do whatever you like. You are actually in bondage because I know what you are going through right now. You are going through torment. You are going through sleepless nights you are going through bad dreams manipulations and evil anybody that is in sin is in trouble you wake up as if nothing happened throughout the night something actually happened you were oppressed you were you were disturbed by your sin and by the demons that are holding you captive so sin is not even worth it while on earth the wicked do not have rest if you are wicked if you are living in sin you don't have rest there's always one problem or the other in your life. Christians are free. They are free because they enjoy righteousness, especially when they are not doing it um, more as uh, as um, being trying to be moral. When they have the new man, the new man loves righteousness. They are happy to be righteous. They are not in bondage. They hate anything that God hates. So they do it and they are enjoying their life actually we are enjoying righteousness we are not in bondage we are we can't say okay we, we can't listen to this really nice music because i'm a christian no i don't want to listen to where whatever beats really nice beats that are going around just because they are really nice to the ears if they are nice to my ears that is because i'm yet to mortify that evil desire right but they are not nice to my ears because one, their lyrics are not good. They are not praising my God. They are, they are corrupt. So those things, I don't enjoy them anymore. And when you have the new man, the more of the new man you have in you, the less and less you enjoy the worldly music, the worldly things. And you start enjoying God more. Amen. So the wrath of God, in addition to all the oppression that you have, the sinners are facing on earth, the wrath of God is one more reason why you should leave your sins. If you leave your sins, if you, if you abandon your sins and forsake your sins and accept Jesus as your Lord on earth, then you would 
escape those operations I'm talking about, which you know about, right? But if you, but if you, um, if you continue in your sins, then you would um, suffer those oppressions, and then you still have to suffer the wrath of God, which is gonna happen at the end time after a rapture. And the wrath of God was explained in Revelation chapter seven, chapter eight, chapter nine, chapter ten, and chapter eleven. Eleven, um, five chapters explaining the wrath of God. And as we saw after chapter eleven, God started again to show John the same kind of dream in another way. You see that? So he started again to explain, starting from the first and second seal. So the first and second seals were explained in Revelations chapter one, and in Revelations chapter twelve. The, the the third seal was not explained again, but the fourth seal, the fourth and the fifth seal, the fourth and the fourth fifth seal were explained in Revelations chapter. 13 and 14 which we saw last week and the sixth seal was also explained in revelations 14 so fourth fifth six seals were re-explained in revelations 13 and 14 now today we will see that the seventh seal that wrath of god that was already explained in detail in revelations chapter 7 8 9 10 and 11 will be re-explained again in revelations 15 and 16. the the dreams of the seventh seal in revelation 7 to 11 and 15 and 16 are one the same kind of dream so let's start our study on revelations 15 now that we have a background and we will map we will map the wrath of god in Revelations 15 and 16, how it is explained to the wrath of God in Revelation 7, chapter 7 through 11. So you see that it's very easy to understand Revelation. So far you have the Spirit of God in you. Amen. So let's start from Revelations 15, verse 1. It says, And I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having seven the seven last plagues. So the seven seals involves seven angels blowing the seven trumpets. That is what Revelation 7 through 11 told us. But now Revelation 7, 15 is telling us that not seven trumpets now, but seven last plagues. So it's the same. Seven trumpets means seven last plagues. For in them is filled up with the wrath of God. So there's no wrath of God is not coming twice. It's just that once. It's just re-explaining it. And then Revelation 15.2 says that, And I saw as it were a sea of glass mingled with fire. And them that had gotten the victory over the beasts, that's in the sixth seal, the ones that were raptured, and over his image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name, they stand on the sea of glass, having harps of God. Now, I was reading this thing to my daughter, and she was like, a sea of glass how does that even look guess what sea of glass mingled with fire i don't even know how that looks that's why you can't even fathom how glorious heaven will be because you don't even know 
if you cannot imagine what a sea of glass is first of all sea is made of water so why is he like a sea of glass like then mingled with fire <laughs> it's just some interesting sights that i'm sure that john is not really doing justice to with the explanation but it's gonna be great when we see it in person anyway by the grace of god i will be there to see it in person and i pray you will be there to see it in person because god is gonna where we are gonna stand on the sea of glass and we're gonna stand on the sea like jesus walking on water so we're gonna stand on the sea made of glass mingled with fire and god will give each of us harps and we're gonna be singing to god another song you see it's just full of songs right right heaven just full of singing and which song did they sing which song would we sing by the grace of god revelation 15 3 says that and they sing the song of moses the servant of god and the song of the lamb saying so this song is moses and jesus's song maybe they composed it together i don't know but it says great and marvelous are thy works lord god almighty just and true are thy ways thou king of saints who shall not fear thee o lord and glorify thy name for thou only art holy for all nations shall come and worship before thee for thy judgments are made manifest and that is the song maybe it goes like this great and marvelous are thy works lord god almighty just and true are thy ways king of the saints who shall not fear thee o lord and glorify thy name for thou only art holy for all the nations shall come and worship before thee for thy judgments are made manifest that's how i found it <laughs> let's see how it goes revelations 15 verse 5 it says that and after that i looked and behold the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony of in heaven was opened and the seven angels came out of the temple having seven plagues so it showed us a little bit about what we'll be doing after the sixth seal in heaven before the seven bows the seven plagues the seven trumpets of gosh rot will come upon the inhabitants of the earth so we in heaven after the sixth seal has happened the rapture has happened the ones left behind will witness the rot of god there's no way you can escape that rot there's no way you can anybody that faces the rot of god is doomed there's no second chances there's no way it says second chances we're gonna keep reading revelations till 21 or 22 there's no second chance for these people that did not rapture um the first time and listen rapture is the sixth seal coming after the fifth the fourth and fifth seal which are antichrist and the persecution of great tribulation amen so i hope we are all clear about this i pray god will give us understanding in jesus name amen revelations 15 6 and the seven angels came out of the temple having the seven plagues 
and clothed in pure and white linen. Wow. And having their breasts girded with golden girdles. And one of the four beasts gave unto them, unto the seven angels, seven golden vials, that's bowls, full of God's wrath, who liveth forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power. And no man was able to enter into the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels were fulfilled. So the temple of God, um, the, the temple of God was opened. No man entered into it until the wrath of God was finished. So it says that's the end of Revelation 15, short and simple. And let us go into the seventh seal again, which we already saw in Revelation chapter 7 through 11. So now we are going. Thank you for joining this Bible study, Chanel. God bless you. So Revelations chapters, we've just finished reading Revelations chapter 15, and we are right now in Revelations chapter 16. And I heard Revelation 16, 1, and I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, go your way and pour out the vials of wrath of God upon the earth. And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth. And there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast and upon them which worshipped his image. Now listen very carefully. Excuse me. The, if you took notes when we were studying Revelations chapter 7 through 11, now it's time to bring out your notes because I will be reading what happened when the first angel sounded the first trumpet and i will compare it to what happened when the first angel poured out his bowl of wrath on the earth and we will see that they are similar and they even complement each other they add to what happened so this in revelation 7 verse 11 when each angel sounded his trumpet god told us what would happen but in revelation chapter 16 god now added more to what would happen for each case so in revelation 7 8 thereabouts it says that when the angel sounded the first trumpet what happened it says hell fire mingled with blood were cast upon the earth and one third of the trees burnt up and all green grass burnt up now what happened here when um the first seal first um, bowl of rot was poured revelation 16 2 sores grievous sores came upon men we know where the sores are from they are from the um okay sores right sores in addition to this burning up right in addition to this fire mingled with blood upon the earth burning up the trees and grasses in addition to that when the bowls first bowl was poured on the earth grievous souls fell upon the men that took the mark of the beast now three when the second angel poured out his bowl upon the earth 
upon the sea now. He poured his bowl out on the sea. And it became as the blood of a dead man, and every living soul in the sea died. In um, Revelation 8, verse 8, it says, When the second trumpet was sounded, mountains burning with fire was cast into the sea. Right? So, mountains burning with fire. Meaning that when the second angel poured his bowl of wrath on the sea, it was mountain burning with fire that was cast into the sea, according to Revelation 8. And one third of part of the sea became blood. And one third of the creatures died. And one third of the ships were destroyed. Here it says every living soul in the every living soul died in the sea. So this so this could be that in in Revelation 8 it says one third part of the sea. So one third of the sea in the whole earth was affected by this mountain burning with fire. Revelation 16 verse 3 could mean that the sea that the angel poured the bowl of rod was the one affected. But that sea, what is that percentage of the sea compared to all the seas in the earth? Revelation 8 tells us that it's one third of the sea that got affected, right? And everything in that one third of the sea died. So we have to read the word of God with understanding, read it with we really to complement each other because many people just mistake the word of God totally. If you want to read the word of God, you have to understand it. I've been giving permission to explain this briefly. Remember where God says that you shall not love God and money. And God said that if you love God, if you love one master, you hate the other because you can't serve two masters. If you hate one master, if, if you, if you if you claim you love two masters there's no way if you love one you hate the other if you hate one you love the other so if you love god and you take you think you love god and money the truth is that which one you if you love god you hate money if you love money you hate god there's no way you hate jesus you think you like jesus but actually if you love the love of money in your heart you love you have the love of money in your heart. You hate Jesus. That's just the truth. You hate God. <clears throat> so, the love of money is the root of all evil. You can't mistake it right now. So, so when Jesus has already established that, that do not store up your treasures on earth. And now somebody will come and tell me that Jesus in Mark 16. Let me check. Where is it? Um... There. Uh, so let me see. And that is disconnected. So hmm. I don't know why that is disconnected right now. There is this. servant in the unfaithful servant i don't know the bible verse but i can explain the story now my internet is not connecting the the, the unfaithful servant that god explained in mark 9 i believe or mark 16 um 
is called a shored servant. The Bible says the servant was unfaithful. And now he said the children of the kingdom. Okay, I have my Bible here. So we can research what it is together. And I don't have to rely on the internet. Bless me. So let us go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, it's Luke, Luke chapter 16. In Luke 16, it says the parable of the unfaithful steward. Now, Jesus calls somebody unfaithful and tells you to copy him. And you don't see that that's a sarcasm. <laughs> Jesus says, this servant is an unfaithful servant. And he says, copy him. And you take that literally and justify your greed and love for money and why you are moving with rich friends that are unbelievers that is awesome Christian anyway Luke 16 talked about the unfaithful steward it says and he said also to the disciple there was a rich certain rich man which had a steward and the same was accused unto him that he has wasted his goods and he called him and said unto him, How is it that I hear this of thee? Give an account of thy stewardship, for thou mayest be no longer steward. Then the steward said within himself, What shall I do? For my Lord taketh away from me the stewardship. I cannot dig I, to beg. I am ashamed. I am resolved what to do. That when I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. So he called every one of his lord's debtors unto him and said unto the first how much oweth thou unto my lord and he said an hundred measures of oil and he said unto him take thy bill and sit down and write fifty then said he unto another how much oweth thou and he said an hundred measures of wheat and he said unto him take thy bill and write four scores and the lord commended that's the lord and the Lord commended the unjust steward, right? Because he had done wisely, right? The Lord, the Lord did not know what the, the, the Lord of the house, right? Wait, did not know what the unjust steward had done. But when he saw the, the receipts, he's like, okay, yeah, okay. Anyway, let's see. For the, for the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. Listen, and I say unto you, make to yourself friends of the mammon of unrighteousness, that when ye fail, they may receive you into everlasting habitations. Are you listening? It says that make to yourself friends of mammon of unrighteousness, that when ye fail, when ye fail, you as a Christian, when you fail, do you know what it means for you to fail as a Christian? That means when you fail, when you fail, as a Christian, when you miss the kingdom of God, 
they may receive you into their everlasting habitation. Please tell me, what, where is the everlasting habitation of the children of the Mormon of unrighteousness? Is it not hell? So, go and be friends with the unbelievers so that when you fail in your duty to be a faithful servant, they can welcome you into hell. And some people are telling me that this thing means what it means. That we should make to ourselves friends with unbelievers so that we can be saved. How can you be saved? Everlasting into everlasting habitations. Their own everlasting habitation is hell. And if you fail as a Christian, you fail God. You don't have any place in heaven. So this is a sarcasm. I say unto you, continue. Be friends with... Make yourself friends with mammon of unrighteousness. Lovers of money. Unrighteous people. So that when you fail as a Christian, they will welcome you to hell. That's a sarcasm. And Jesus doesn't really literally mean it. He just says, this is how the worldly people do. They help each other in their unrighteousness. You see people that are rich right now. They are not rich if they are not Christians, don't jealous, be jealous of them. Don't be jealous of them. They are not pure. Their money is not pure. They cut corners. They, they, they cheat people. They cheat the poor. And they are, the people's bloods are on their neck. So if you see, you, 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 you can see it already. You see the Forbes 30 under 30 that I used to be jealous of previously. I used to be jealous of people. I used to desire to be on the Forbes 30 under 30. I applied to be part of the Forbes 30 under 30. I put everything on my application in there. And I didn't get it. Well, guess what? All the people getting it right now. You're seeing their secrets. You're seeing that they are all fraudulent people. Most of them are fraudulent. And... As the secrets come out, you start seeing that these people are not truthful. So most of them are in jail right now. There's an article that, that a large percent of them are in jail because they are pressured to be successful. And so I'm telling you, Jesus is the only way to go. And being contented with what he has given you on this earth is the only way to go. Mark, Luke chapter 16 is a sarcasm from Jesus. He can never, Jesus will never tell you to be an unfaithful steward. Jesus will never tell you to go and be friends with unrighteous people, rich people, so that they will welcome you. When you fail as a Christian, they will welcome you into their eternal habitation, which is hell. So continue and be friends with them, and you'll be welcomed into hell. I pray it will not be our portion in Jesus' name. Anyway, um, Luke 16, 10, Jesus then told us... Um, so when the Lord, let me just correct this, because the Lord here, I believe, is Jesus. The rich man is the one that, the rich man is called the rich man. What says the Lord? But I'm trying to correct um, Luke 16, verse 8. So, okay, yeah. So Luke 16, verse 8. The rich man was referred to the, referred to as the Lord. So that's not Jesus. So he says in Revelation, sorry, in Luke 16, 3, he says, For my Lord taketh away from me the stewardship. And Jesus said, this is still the words of Jesus in red. Jesus said that his Lord commended him because he had done wisely. 
you know the lord thinks he has done wisely the lord saw the receipts and said this guy is not unfaithful this this person is just owing me just a little bit of money you know just owing me few money and um, few amounts of money this person is wise right but the rich man that the unfaithful servant has has helped to reduce their debts they would welcome him when when he loses his job with the with the lord right they will welcome him into their habitation right right so that is just a sarcasm Revelations, or oh, so Luke 16 verse 10 says, He that is faithful in that which is least is also faithful in much. And he that is unjust in that which is least is unjust in much. That man was unjust. And Jesus will never advise you to be unjust. If therefore ye have not been faithful in unrighteous mammon, so if you have not been faithful with money, who will commit to your trust true riches? This man was not faithful. And he went to, and yes, the worldly people are smart, right? This man was not faithful. <clears throat> he went to um, cut corners while he was working for his Lord. And when he was about to be fired, he still cut more corners to be saved, right? And so, and that is, <clears throat> he was saved in, in his own eyes, but he was welcomed into their eternal habitation, which is hell at the end of the day so if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's who will give you that which is yours no servants now jesus is now explaining it right now if you didn't understand my sarcasm previously that you should go and make friends with um make friends with mammon of unrighteousness now let me tell you that it was a sarcasm why because luke 16 13 says no man can serve two masters for either he will hate one and love the other or else he will hold to one and despise the other you cannot serve god and mammon so if jesus says go and be friends with mammon here and he's telling you in revelation in luke 16 13 in luke 16 um 9 he says go and be friends with mammon and Luke 16 13 is saying that you cannot serve God and mammon. That means he's telling you to go and be destroyed. That is a sarcasm and don't. Please don't. Don't go and be destroyed. Don't be friends with mammon. Be friends with God. So get that Luke 16 right. And if you don't want to get it right, then you're not ready to learn. This Bible says it's only people that are sick that need a physician. <clears throat> if you're ready to learn, when you are sick enough, you come to God and he will heal you amen so let's keep going um revelations chapter 16 we have a long way to go i pray god will strengthen us chapter 16 talks we are in the second seal and while we delved into um uh, righteous mammon and the fact that jesus was being sarcastic when saying go and make friends with um go and make friends with money and and why we delve into that which is not what he, he means literally he's just trying to um say if you want to be destroyed then go and be destroyed right as we have seen seen before <clears throat> so we said that because the revelations chapter 7 to 11 needs revelations chapter 15 to 16 to become complete right so just like Luke 16 needed 
Luke 16:9 needed Luke 16. Now let me go back to it. Luke 16:9 needed Luke 16 verse 13 to be complete. So to understand that Luke 16:9 was a sarcasm, you Jesus added Luke 16:13 saying that you can't serve God and money. So Revelations chapter 7 to 11 explained the seven trumpets. Revelations 15 and 16 explains the seven trumpets but in the form of seven bowls of wrath. So let's go to the third trumpet in revelations chapter 7 8 9 when the third trumpet was blown what happened he says that a, of a great star fell from heaven and this great star was burning like a lamp and it fell on the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of water so the name of the burning star was called wormwood and a third part of the waters became wormwood. Many men died of the bitter water because water became bitter. So what happened when the third bowl of wrath was poured in Revelation 16 verse 4? He says that he poured out his vial upon the rivers and the fountains of water and it became blood. Do you see that? Now, now listen. He says, and it says here, it became blood. He poured out his bowl of rot and it became on the rivers and fountains and it became blood. In Revelations 8 verse 10, it says that the, the burning star called Wormwood was cast on the rivers and fountains. So that burning star called Wormwood is actually blood. A ball of blood fell into the rivers and fountains. Although it looks it's like a burning star but it's made of blood and it's called Wormwood and water was bitter men died so now let's let's see how revelation 16 put it so he put blood in the rivers and fountains revelation 6 verse 5 and i heard the angel of the waters say to god you see that the angels of the water said that thou art righteous o god which art and was and shall be because thou art judged thus. This is how you have judged, right? He says, Revelation 16, 6, For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and thou art given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. So, they deserve this bitter water, which in Revelations 8, verse 10, was described as bitter water, when Revelation 16, verse 6, was described as blood, and because these people, this mark of the beast people, people that are taking the mark, the people that are giving the mark, all the unbelievers, because unbelievers will be used to persecute the Christians too. All the unbelievers, since they shed the blood of the prophets, right? You have given them blood to drink, right? You have, God has given them blood to drink. That's the bitter water to drink. And they died. And that was worthy. And says, and Revelation 16, 7 says, And I heard another out of the altar say, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments. And the fourth angel now poured out his vial on, upon the sun. And power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. Right? And men were scorched with great heat and blasphemed the name of God, which had power over this place. And they repented not to give him 
glory. So the fourth angel was about pouring out his bowl upon the sun. Now, Revelations 8 verse 12, how did it talk, talk about it? It says that the fourth angel, the fourth angel blew the trumpet, the fourth trumpet. And now, a third of the sun was smitten. This means that a third of the sun was smitten. In addition to this sun's scourging men with fire. This makes me understand that if the third of the sun was smitten, okay, let me read all the things that happened when the angel blew the fourth trumpet. A third of the sun was smitten, a third of the moon and the stars were darkened, a third of the day there was no light, right? And a third of the night there was no light. This means that if a third of the sun was smitten, and the third releases its power, right? the sun releases its power. That means the power will be concentrated towards maybe two thirds of the sun, and then the, it, the sun will become hotter to scourge people. So, this Re Revelations 8, verse 12 actually complements Revelations 16, verse 8 and 9, because when a third of the sun is smitten, and then when the trumpet's fourth trumpet was blown, and when the fourth trumpet, fourth trumpet was blown, and when the fourth angel poured his bowl of wrath on the sun, the sun became hotter and fires. It, it came hotter and it scorched men with fire and they died. <clears throat> That's the wrath of God. Now let's go to the fifth seal, the fifth um, trumpet, and the fifth angel, and the fifth bowl. Everything is the same. The, and these seven trumpets, seven bowls of God's wrath are part of the seventh seal. The last seal on the book. Revelation 16.10 And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast. And his kingdom was full of darkness. And they gnawed their tongues for pain. So even the beast will face this wrath of God. And they blasphemed God of heaven. That's Revelation 16, 11, And blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores and repented not of their deeds. So let's see what happened in Revelation 8, 13 where, okay, so in Revelation 8, 13, the angel said, watch out, watch out, watch out for the fifth, sixth, and seventh seal. So I think the fifth seal was explained in Revelation chapter 9 and 10. So Revelations 9 and 10 explains the, uh, version 9 explains the fifth and sixth seal. So let's see what the fifth, what am I saying seal? The fifth and seal, tr sixth trumpets blown and the fifth and sixth bowls of wrath. So the fifth and sixth trumpet, the fifth trumpet, when the angel blew the fifth trumpet of wrath, the star fell from heaven, was giving key was giving a key to the bottomless pit. Lucas came out having power like scorpion to hurt men um, who are without the seal, right? So that means everybody <laughs> God have mercy on me. Everybody will be hurt by this Lucas. So you can say, Oh, I'm not gonna take the mark, I'm not gonna take the mark. I just have to just not take the mark. In addition to not taking the mark, you have to be raptured. <laughs> so even if you say, I'm not going to take the mark, and you're not a child of God, you're not a Christian, if you are not raptured, 
if you are not taken to heaven, this rot is going to come upon you. And the truth is that there's no way for you to keep yourself from taking the mark if you don't have the Holy Spirit in you. Because immediately this rot of God comes, people will be deluded to take the mark. If you're not having the Holy Spirit, you either have the Holy Spirit or you have the mark. You can't say, I'm in between. No. So anyway, if we should go and read Revelations chapter 9, again, just to make you understand this, it says that when the fifth seal, no, not fifth seal, fifth trumpet was blown, yeah, it says that... Um, Verse 19. Just see. Okay. So verse 4. Revelations 9, 4. So it was commanded them. So locusts came. Locusts came out having power like scorpion to hurt men. Um, the, who, which men did they hurt? So it was commanded them to touch. It was commanded the locusts. Locusts that normally eats green grass. It was commanded them not to touch the green grass or anything green or any tree, but only those men that don't have the seal of God on their foreheads. So at this time, everybody that did not have that, if you're not part of the 144,000 male virgins and you were not raptured, you are going to face the wrath of God. There's nothing like, oh, I'm going to pay with my blood because there's not, it's not in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. You, when the Antichrist comes, if you don't take the mark, make sure you are born again and you're a born again child of God. Because that is what will make you raptured to heaven. But if you're left behind after rapture, this wrath of God is going to touch you. Because it only would, the, 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 the locusts will not hurt the green tree and the, and the grasses and will not touch the 144,000 people. But the rest people, the locust is going to destroy them. So for five months, the locust in Revelations chapter 9 hurt men for five months and caused terrible pain in them. And, and let's see. And here it says that the seat of the beast was full of darkness and they gnawed, in, gnawed their tongues for pain. And there was pains and sores. So and blaspheme God of heaven because of their pains and their sores. So all the people in the, on the earth that are taking the mark of the beast, that's the meaning of the seat of the beast. Everybody on earth that did not rapture, apart from the 144,000, they will be in pains. And it complements Revelation 16, 10 to 11, complements Revelation 9, verse 5 to downwards. The sixth um, angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates. That is Revelations 16 verse 12. The sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates and the water thereof was dried up that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And that is what was in Revelations chapter <clears throat> 9 verse 19 to 21 it talks about euphrates <clears throat> oh, revelation 9 verse 14 it says that 
saying unto the sixth angel which are the trumpets right he says lose the four angels which are bound in the great river euphrates so the seven um trumpets of god's wrath is the same as the seven bowls of god's wrath it's the same thing just explained better um so the seventh the sixth trumpet right now which is revelations chapter chapter 11 also featured two witnesses these are the two um olive trees which stand before the god of the earth can you believe that these two olive trees according to the book of Haggai where chapter 2 where god showed um showed the prophet that Zerubbabel will build the build the the wall not by power not by might but by my spirit says the Lord so these two by my spirit says the Lord these two anointed ones they are actually on the earth they are just watching everything we're doing <laughs> on the earth and they are mentioned in just two places that is the they are mentioned in the Old Testament and they are also mentioned in Revelation chapter 11. So the two anointed ones will now come physically onto the earth. And these anointed ones will be part of the wrath of God, the sixth trumpet. They will plague the earth. They will torment the earth and the people that took the mark of the beast. And they will do all those things to the earth. And people will be like, these men, where are they from? But something would happen, the beast will kill them, and then, but after three and a half days, they shall rise up again and go to heaven, and there shall be an earthquake. Let's see how Revelation 16 puts it, because Revelation 16 explains it better. So, the beast, in addition to killing them, will start to gather his, his armies, right? So, that's Revelation 16, verse. 13 says, and I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the um, false prophet. And they, they are the spirit of devils working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of the almighty God. So, um, and the Bible says that, behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garment, lest he walk naked, and they see his shame, right? Um, I welcome everyone that just joined. We're studying Revelations, and um, in order for you to catch up, you have to start from the beginning. I would keep this live video on the, on the platform. You can start from the top to understand it better. I did a good job of reviewing what we have been studying from Revelation chapter 1 today, so you will not be lost when you start the video all over again and watch it. Stay blessed. So, right now, we're still, we're now in Revelation 16, verse 16, where God is pouring the wrath of God on the children of earth that were not raptured. So, um, this rot is terrible. It's not worth it to keep living in sin because this rot is really bad. Anyway, this at this point in time, Revelation sixteen sixteen, 
the beasts, that's the Antichrist, gathered all the disobedient children that have not yet died because God has been pouring rot on them. There's so many people in this world that are sinners. So God has been pouring rot on them. The first rot, the second rot, third rot, fourth rot. Now this is the sixth, sixth bowl of rot. Being